Look at them, madame. Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Oh. This is the gentle art of philately, otherwise known as stamp collecting. Here's a pile of stamps carefully culled from swap meets and garage sales. Rupert, what are you thinking of? Oh, I was just thinking of all the years I've wasted collecting stamps. Oh, like stamp collecting. Now, that's all right. That's quite a nice hobby, that. Yes, but it's not enough. Don't you understand? I'm lonely. I'm so terribly lonely. All right, Homer. You beat those stamp Nazis with good old-fashioned American complaining. Oh, if it weren't for you, we'd be at the mercy of weekend philatelists. You know, why didn't you just say stamp collectors? Because I'm tired of dumbing myself down for you. From Spain and two from Japan I got a couple from Israel and Azerbaijan I got a plenty from Poland but none from Sudan I'm from Fiji or Uzbekistan Stamp collecting happens when we dream together Yeah, mine's all wrapped around too, but... Got it What are you looking at? Yeah, you have to Thank work you. on it a little bit more. <laughs> Thick postage. Really? Are they I'll all on tag? <laughs> Mark? I didn't uh, bring in my tag anyway. That's good. This really distresses me. I'm seeing sheets of this stuff. That love stamp. We had a person buy $10,000 worth of them, bring them in. We had a big box of sheets. Look on the back. See, it shows the position of the sheet. Yeah. They all had exactly the same position. We uh, we said, basically he said, uh, wrote back and said, um, let's uh, go ahead, uh, I'm going to re uh, return these. Where do you want them returned to? And uh, I'll also give that uh, address to the uh, post office department. And they said, no, just keep them. <laughs> really? Yep. Oh, they just want you to use it. Well, no, the, the crook didn't want the post office to know their address. Oh, okay. Did the guy say that he was going to refund his money? Yeah, he got a refund. As a matter of fact, I'll bring it up on the podcast. Huh. Does it glow? No. Look how, I mean, this is, this is just, this is like, I mean... Say it into the microphone. <laughs> I'll put it on the podcast. Well, how 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 do you tell if it's real? Yeah, this is horrifying. Yeah, and, and this is the disgusting thing is the U.S. the U.S. Postal Service isn't doing anything about it. You no, know, no, no, they, they do, but I just don't think it's a big enough concern. Losing hundreds of thousands of dollars when they're losing billions. They're only losing. They're not losing billions. The, the real issue is not the Postal Service service, it's the, the pension system. That's their real problem. Everybody got promised a nice pension after so many years. The problem is, is that the money was never invested in the right place. Or, well, why don't we start up the podcast so everybody who is listening right now knows what we're talking about. Okay. Live from having a bunch of fake U.S. post office stamps. This is the award-winning stamp show here today, episode number 315, brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. This is Cash. 
This is Mark. This is Albert. This is Becca. And uh, what we are discussing right now, and uh, Mark is holding up and looking through his loop so he can give you some good eyeball stuff. A person bought on Amazon three different stamps. Uh, the flag coil, the blue love skywriting stamp, and the celebrate stamp, the multicolor celebrate stamp with the black background. And I believe he paid 70% of face. And he said, this sounds weird. I'm going to contact PSE. He contacted us and basically asked, are they real? And the answer we came up with is, Mark? They are not real. <laughs> they look pretty convincing. Even the Celebrate especially looks very convincing because it's a black stamp, you know, with uh, with the multicolor. But, um, uh, yeah, you would, you would, at first glance, um, as a professional looking at these on face, I cannot tell that, that that these are fake. But when I turn them around, I notice that there is um, uh, that while there is die cutting, you know, you got the serpentine die cutting in the in the center of the stamp. There is no die cutting around the um, uh, around the perimeter of the stamp. You mean it doesn't go through the paper? Right. So in other words, because uh, these were these were um, set up where you can where you could separate each Correct. stamp. Correct. Yeah. Um, I didn't even notice that. Let me right. Look. So Let me so the celebrate does not have any die cutting. The the love stamp has um, horizontal die cutting, but no vertical die cutting on the back. Well, in the, between the stamps. The celebrate stamp not only has that separation, but all die cut stamps except for the coils, they have like a little D cut in them so that you can pull the paper off mm -hmm. if it gets pulled too tight. And none of these have the D-cuts on the back either. Yeah, these are amazing. So yeah, the uh, if you're buying stamps off Amazon at 70% of face, some illegal, and I'm going to say it Chinese because from what we have seen all these printings have been printed in China. They're all now not bad mouthing China and not saying that other countries can't be doing it, but it seems that there was two particular print houses which are, were producing most of this stuff. And the first ones we saw had bad die cutting on them. These have very good die cutting, it just doesn't go through the stamp all the way. Yeah, the die cutting on the front is very convincing. Yeah. Which in the past they weren't. It's just amazing. How do we, uh, how do we warranty our stamps unless we bought bought them at the post office? Now this is terrible. Well, again, this is my old story. Is um, what the post office needs to do is there has to be some little old lady who goes through a foreclosure process because she mailed in her payment using counterfeit stamps. And her letter got returned by the post office saying, you didn't use a real stamp on this. And then, you know, her life got turned upside down. I know that the post office, that's exactly what they want to avoid. But I think that's the message that has to get out. That, you know, if you're buying stamps from some dude and you're paying way less than face value, guess what? And... It, it's going to take some sort of horror story, like some little old lady losing her, um, you know, going through foreclosure and then making the national news. And then people are going to sit back and go, wow, I didn't know that 
these stamps that I'm buying for way huge discounts off Amazon are fake or eBay. Actually, the uh, we got a um, person who bought $10,000 worth of the Love Skywriting, the Blue Skywriting Love Stamp, brought them in in a big box. And we checked them and said, no, these are fake. And that's why we know they came from China, because these literally were posted from China. They were shipped to him from a Chinese address in mainland China, not Taiwan or Taipei or anything like that. And so that told him, he's going, you know, uh, how did I buy $10,000 worth of U.S. stamps from a Chinese address? And sure enough, you know, those were different. The die cuts didn't match up like they do on this one. And none of them are tagged. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, he he got his money back. He said, these are fake, and I want my money back, and he got his money back. But again, this is a problem, and the post office has to do something. They have to step up and do something. Now, why is it that they don't seem to care? Because I don't think, like Albert said, they have more problems with their pension than they do with their people using illegal stamps. I mean, we're literally four day, three or four days away from the postage rate going up to 58 cents from 55 cents. That'll create a, 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 a large income addition in their income. Their, their, operational, their operational, the delivery side and all that, that's been making money. The problem is, is that their pension side is the thing that's killing them. Well, yeah, and I'm not so sure that, you know, the just for people who don't know this, the post office in its recent charter, their most updated charter, said that their postal rates are going to be held to inflation. This postal rate is more than inflation. They had to go and actually say, please forgive us, we're going to raise it more than inflation. And Congress said, okay. I think that behind the scenes, everybody said, we're raising it by the amount of inflation. It's just that your inflation numbers are wrong. You know, 5% inflation is not the correct inflation rate. So uh, they got basically, what, a 12% increase? Something like that? 55 to 58? No, no, no. I'm sorry. That's like an 8% increase. Yeah. But he did, uh, Joy did say that um, that his plan for the future for the Postal Service is higher cost and slower delivery. Yep. I have no problem with that. Do you think that they're pricing in um, this uh, this pilferage like a store would price in shrinkage? Oh, I'm sure they do. So basically we're paying for uh, the Chinese to fake stamps. And rather than stopping them from faking the stamps, we're just paying the difference. My distress about this is that when I was a young collector, there were all kinds of fantastic memoirs of postal inspectors uh, written in the 19th century and early 20th century chasing counterfeiters and things like that. And uh, this is, these are just modern counterfeits, and yet there doesn't appear to be anybody doing that for the Postal Service because it's now a, a semi-private corporation. I agree. I mean, any uh, look at all look at look at how much uh, uh, companies that have famous brands protect their brands. They they hire big companies to represent them, and to go to places like China to basically prevent fake uh, fake Chanel or Louis Vuitton or something like that. 
and uh, it stopped when it entered when they try to enter this country. Well, I don't. This stuff's got to be stopped. Well, the thing too is one of the biggies about uh, the handbags that were coming in, Coach and Louis Vuitton and everything, is eBay. eBay stepped up and said, "You are not allowed to sell this stuff now unless it's certified or you have a receipt or something like that," and it shut off their ability to sell it. Now. Stamp collectors sell discount postage all the time. So 70% discount is not unusual. It's on the low side, but it's not unusual. But it's absolutely unusual for forever stamps that were issued within the last couple of years. That's something you don't see. And so uh, there's a way that if you look at what's being sold, it's pretty obvious whether it's discount postage or counterfeits. And uh, eBay and Amazon just need to step up and say, okay, we're going to address this. And I'm, for a while, Amazon did have where posted stamps were only being sold by the post office. And I know a lot of stamp collectors were, because eh, you know, Jim Forty being one of them. Um, maybe they do have to hold that line. You know, sorry, stamp collectors, uh, discount postage being sold is uh, a crime, and we're not going to follow, let it go. I think that they would. I think that they would lose in a lawsuit if you're selling, especially selling postage that was printed when the post office was actually part of the government. Oh, <laughs> because I really mean that. Yeah. Remember, it was the U.S. Post Office Department. It was a cabinet-level, Postmaster General was part of the president's cabinet. And uh, I think that something, many, many, I still remember up until the 1970s where uh, companies, uh, mail-order companies like Spiegel would take like one quarter of the order in postage. Yep. Well, back then, you know, when it's part of the government, counterfeiting a stamp was exactly the same as counterfeiting a dollar bill. There was no difference. Now, counterfeiting a stamp is not counterfeiting a dollar bill because they are a different company. And you just have, like Mark said, you know, you have shrinkage, you have loss that you have to absorb and just pass on to the customers. Yeah, but yeah, but I don't think you should penalize many of the people that are selling postage. It's uh, I bought I bought a lot I bought a lot in the in late 1990s that had over 150 thousand dollars face in it. And all it was, it was a guy who was in the mail order business that bought, ex- he bought a couple of extra sheets whenever he went in and just threw it in the safe. And he thought that they would become valuable. And most of them, of course, they, they didn't. Yep. Well, anything else? Otherwise, I want to hear about uh, Becca's trip uh, to Africa. She went actually on a safari, got safari dust all over her. <laughs> chased by a lion i heard too no i wasn't chased by a lion oh. <laughs> i don't know where you heard that <laughs> so i went to south africa um i stayed at a lodge a hunting lodge right out or a game lodge right outside of kruger national park run by a company called viva safaris um i'd recommend them for anybody who wanted to go there themselves the people were amazing the Animals were even more amazing. I saw the big five, which are leopard, rhino, elephant, lion, and cape buffalo. And I also saw a lot of things that you don't expect to see. I saw a hyena mom with puppies. 
and I saw hippos, a lot of hippos. I saw three cheetahs within an hour of each other, which since there's only 400 in the wild, that was amazing. And I saw a whole pack of wild dogs, which there are only 2,500 of those in the wild. So I think the highlight of the trip was definitely the day we saw the three cheetahs, but we also, our last day in Kruger, we saw two lion, two male lions with their kill, and that was pretty fast, fascinating too. What did they kill? They killed an elephant. No. We think they killed the matriarch of a herd, but we also think she was probably either sick or really, really old. So, because it would be hard for two lions to kill a elephant if that weren't the case. Don't those lions know that elephants are endangered species? <laughs> They're going to get like tickets or something. The funny thing was hearing the uh, Africans talk about the elephants. They don't consider them to be as protected as we consider them to be because to them they're the ruiners of the trees that make it a grassland instead of a desert so they consider them as what at least from what they told me rats with big ears and trunks (laughs) so well there was some other traveling going on uh albert and mark you guys came back from chicago tell us all about that chicago yeah very successful trip um, it was really busy the first day. I was I was surprised. There was at least uh, at least a couple hundred people waiting um, in the wings for the doors to open when uh, when the show opened on on Thursday. Uh, it got progressively less um, busy the the following days, but uh, but yeah, I I think it was um, I think it was a pretty fun show for everybody. I know um, I went uh, with the idea that I'd spend maybe a couple thousand. I spent. Four thousand um, ran out of money before I ran out of dealers to see. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah, it was it was it was a really good show. Yeah, I thought the it was called the Great American Stamp Show, and they they ran it um, they ran it um, at the same time as the American Numismatic Association show, which was just downstairs, and which which actually ran from Tuesday to Saturday. And uh, it was it was an ex it was an we had a lot of synergy we had we had people who came to buy coins come upstairs and buy stamps and we had stamp people come who also went downstairs and bought bought numismatic items coins and banknotes so it was uh, it was exciting it was also exciting because it was the first time in a couple of years that we actually had a champion of champions competition uh, which was the the main exhibit that won was by a guy named Dan Ryderband and. Uh, uh, but everybody who came to exhibit who was part of the CSC was happy to have actually participated. And uh, um, there were many, many people from all over the country, and it was nice to see people that you hadn't seen for almost two years. Yeah. So, and I went to a show just last Sunday. Same thing. Very, very well attended. I think that... Uh, while COVID is still a major concern to a lot of people, I think that there's a lot of people out there who are now saying, okay, I'm ready to start coming to stamp shows and start doing stuff, even with COVID running on. Yeah, they're, 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 it was mentioned by more than, uh, you know, more than a handful of people that, you know, just being grateful to go to a show. Um, dealers were, were telling me that this is their first show in more than a year, and they were, they were very happy to, to be there. Yeah. I'm glad that the APS pulled off a good show. 
So would you you spent four thousand bucks? Would you get? And I'll ask Albert later because remember the podcast what last podcast or the podcast before that we were looking at like our predict predictions for the show. Right. So what what happened and how did your predictions cash out? Yeah, I, like like I said, I I spent way more than I expected to and ran out of money before running out of dealers. Um, but I bought. Um, I bought stamps that uh, that that I will um, uh, that I that I think will be good improvements on on some of the stamps that I have in my collection. I bought uh, about half the money I spent on revenue stamps, um, and uh, so yeah, there was definitely a lot of material there, and uh, so I would I think I bought perhaps about uh, fifty or sixty different stamps for the for the money that I spent. I had I had a very good time. I did both business. I both purchased a lot of things, and I also I also sold a lot of things. It was a, a chance to see a number of specialists, and I just have, I've been talking to them on the phone or uh, writing to them, writing to them, uh, writing emails to them, but uh, not seeing in person. And this gave me a chance to close some sales by actually having the material there and then showing it and actually writing, actually selling it. But uh, um, it was, uh, I thought that it would be a very successful show, and sure enough, it was. Those people that had, that, those people like Gary Posner that brought uh, paper money in addition to stamps had fabulous shows. He said it was his best show ever. Oh, not only that, but he came up to what the, he said a quarter million dollar mark? I think it was maybe higher than that. Wow. I mean, for him, that's, you know, for him, he's, Probably, I'd say the largest dealer outside of Mystic. So you know, somebody somebody told me he had just bought a major unit of paper money from a very important collection that had come up in Long Island, and he brought all that material with him. And so my guess is that that he may have done much more in paper money than stamps. But he said it was the best show ever. Yeah, that's a that's a really good thing coming out of COVID. I'm very happy to hear that. Yeah, the U.S. Po- US Postal Service was there. Um, they had a, that a big booth as as usual. I believe there was a first day ceremony for the for the um, uh, backyard games. Yeah, stamp. Uh, I believe it was there. Um, I, but they, just off the subject, real quick. I called uh, Kansas City, and I was uh, order. I wanted to get some forever stamps. You know because the rates are going up. And I bought a bunch. I bought like $1,000 worth of forever stamps. But the, because I, you know, do, like you, I do a lot of mailing. The, uh, I said, you know, how about any uncut press sheets? You know, expecting, what are you, crazy? Of course we don't have any uncut. He goes, yeah, we have two left. I go, really? Okay, give me five of each. I didn't even ask what they were. And one of them was the uh, Backyard Games. Oh, and the other one was the uh, Minnesota, Missouri, Missouri, Minnesota, uh, one of the states. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, if you call up, you can still get those. I, w- I was really surprised that to see the, uh, the they had the Jenny sheets. Yeah. Because I thought they I thought it had been publicized last year that they had all been sold out, but they were selling Jenny sheets at the show. I mean, I bought a, I just bought ten of them more as souvenirs as anything else. But I was just surprised to see him. Yeah. And yeah. one thing they did not have is duck stamps. Um, I, I fully expected to, be, to fill out a couple, because I missed the last couple of years of duck stamps, 
But they didn't have any. Well, so it's a missed opportunity. I assume they didn't have any Bethesda fountain stamps. Right. <laughs> no, I did ask about that. Yeah. I actually think I actually think the current I actually think the current stamps hasn't been out very long, and we replaced as soon as the postage rate changes will not be a bad buy either. Frankly, I think that we will see in January a postal increase, and when we see the postal increase in January, we will. What are the the caves? What what are the caves? On the twenty four dollar the the new the one that's out right now the express mail. Anyway, it's some cave. And uh, I believe that that one will be the same as the Bethesda Fountain, which, for those of you who don't remember from the prior po- podcast, they're selling for like 100 bucks each. That's four times face. I know. I saw Mark Easter going around asking for that stamp yep. at the show. So you anticipate a, another postal increase after the one at the in, that's coming up? I think it's almost of- guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, like I said in the last podcast that was – Two podcasts ago, whatever it was. Um, The government is reporting 5% inflation. That's the CPI, the Consumer Price Index. There's a thing called the Producer Price Index, and that one isn't estimated, anything like that. What they just do is they add up all the um, charges, and then they, you know, figure out where the pricing went. It's not really fakeable. And it's at 11.2%. So I believe that unless producers, you know, unanimously stand up and say, uh, we're not going to pass our increased prices on to the consumers, you know, the consumers deserve a break. We're we're going to just go ahead and eat these price increases. Um, If they do that, then, yeah, we can stay at 5%. But realistically, we're running 11.1% with the producers, which means that it'll drift down to the consumers one way or the other. Yeah. So if they just increased by 7%, they'll increase another 7% because all their increase right now is going to increase cost. They have gained nothing additional, even though they you know, went in and said, we're asking for more than inflation. I think in the backs of their minds, they knew that they were getting inflation. And so January, they'll have another increase, which will mean the 58 cent rate will be an incredibly short-lived rate, which will be an interesting one. Um, I'm not, they didn't increase priority mail or express mail. And so there won't be a stamp that's only good for like the next six months. Right. They didn't increase the additional ounce. That's right. still 20 cents. So any stamp that has a rate, which isn't the normal postage rate, um, that they issue over the next, well, between here and when they raise the rates in January, that's going to be a relatively uncommon rate and possibly a valuable stamp. Although I don't actually think there will be any. Hmm. So what was selling at the show? I mean, we, we, you brought up that Mark Easter was asking for Bethesda stamps. Did you guys see any, like, postage for sale or anything like that? So any base sort of things that we can judge the market on? Yeah, on the very last day, I went to um, um, to Jerry Kep's booth and bought postage. Um, I bought forever postage. Um, 
just to fill out um, stuff that that I was low on, and uh, and he was telling me about that that he's been, you know, selling thousands, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of face value. So what percentage did you pay for forever? Uh, I paid uh, face value. Oh, okay. Yeah. I do not see anybody discounting forever less than like ninety percent. I mean, so. Everybody knows it's going up. I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. Right. But forever stamps just generally don't get that much discount. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, his his stamps are gonna you know he he's gonna, when he sells them at face they're gonna go up you know in the, at the end of this month. So. Well, that's true. At, yeah. at the next show, he, he'll he'll be getting more for the same. Yeah. Same sheets. So, what else did you see that? Uh, like had a noticeable increase what's hot and what's not graded stamps were selling very well at the show yeah didn't you think so i mean i saw i saw lots of graded stamps go out in a lot of dealers hands very quickly yeah if i didn't get there if i didn't get there in the first two days that's i was looking for a particular number i didn't get it ah yeah, I wasn't looking for any specific numbers. I mean, somebody came up to me today and asked, did I, did I buy all the Hawaii covers on the floor? And I said, no, I wasn't even looking for Hawaii. He said somebody was going by there and buying all the Hawaii, so I don't know who that was. Well, it was the other thing that was really nice was I went to several of the, uh, you know, all the societies met. at the, They had a large number of society booths there. So this, got a, this gave me a chance to meet up with a number of people who I hadn't seen in a couple of years. So I went to the, for instance, the Hawaiian Philatelic Society. They had a they had a thing there. Same with the Possession Society, same with the Canal Zone Study Group. So to see people that you've been dealing with for many years but hadn't seen them for a couple of years, that was really fun. Oh, in my opinion, the society booths are one of the main reasons to go to the shows. I mean, I really enjoy those. And... Uh, um, so the, the one bit of information that I, I gathered from the show was <clears throat> I had a talk with uh, one of the governors of the Collectors Club of New York. They've put their building up for sale, which is a, which is a historic landmark because it was, uh, it was designed by uh, McKen Mead and White, which is a, the famous team of architects during the turn of the century. And it's because it's a, it's a historic building they can't change the outside of it. And so it's cost them thousands of dollars to keep it going, so they put it up for sale. And they feel that, that if they can get their price, and they're also, the air rights are also for sale, um, that they can, they can keep a clubhouse open with a, um, um, with a big library ex easily accessible for a lot less money than they have been paying. Very understandable. I mean... I'm kind of curious why a lot of places in New York stay in New York. Not stamp places, just like normal places. Because now you can do business pretty much any place. I mean, PSE moved from California to Nevada. And, you know, we as long as we're near a post office, it doesn't matter. Uh, so, you know, the rates of real estate are going up. And especially now with... Uh, real estate being so hot I think there's a lot of people who are going to take the money 
Well, I guess that's it. We need your help. Nothing on the internet is free, including our phone and internet connections. So you can support the podcast by joining the Stamp Show Here Today Club. The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. Please include your APS member number as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. <laughs> because you don't put that on the letter. Oh. Well, you could. You could, yeah. You could, yeah. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. But now the time has come to go. If this silkom was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! You have been listening to Stamp Show here today, seeking to advance all levels of the stamp collecting hobby through news, information, and collecting advice. Visit us at stampshowheretoday.com to listen to the show, view images of the items we are talking about, and read the show notes. You can also continue the conversation on Facebook at Stamp Show Here Today and on Twitter at Stamp Show HT. If you have questions or comments about the show or have any topics you would like us to discuss, you can email us at stampshowheretoday at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep collecting. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.